All right, everybody. I hope you all made some plans about next summer or something like that. You're like, we're going. I want to go too. We're doing it. Let's make it happen. Uh, my name is Brian Williams. Hello. It's good to meet all of you. <laughs> I guess I guess I just met all of you. Hi, <laughs> Brian. Um, so glad that you are here. Uh, if you have not been around, we have been in a... Um, a series we've, we've taken a number of weeks, like nine or something. It's been quite a while. We're talking about romance and the kingdom of God. And last week was the end of that series. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Jack. I appreciate it. Yeah. So last week was the end of that series. Pastor Sean was in here. And uh, man, I just, I, if you weren't here last week, I encourage you go back and listen to that message. Just the future. And when we think about the future and marriage, parenting, all that stuff, uh, I just think he did a wonderful job addressing a lot of the fears that some of us might have. I know fears I had, um, and they live on in different ways, but um, fears I had about, man, but I'm going to mess up. <laughs> like, I'm messed up. How's this going to work? Um, I encourage you to go listen to that message. It was wonderful. Um, but that was meant to be the end of the series. That was like uh, when we thought, we're like, yeah, this seems like a good, like, we'll talk about these different things. But then, as you know, we've been doing this podcast. We've been asking you guys to submit questions and responding to those. And over the course of this time, uh, there have been some different themes that we've seen uh, really come out that there's a consistent need, a consistent desire to hear more, to talk more about these subjects. And so what we're going to do for the next couple of weeks is actually visit some of those subjects that have been made very clear by all of you that you want to hear more about. That, that we as a community need to spend more time talking about. And so tonight's the first night of that. Uh, those subjects are, tonight we're talking about pornography and sexual addiction. Next week we're going to talk about guarding your heart and emotional boundaries. And then the week after that we're talking um, grief and relational failure. So not just how do you break up, but what do you do in the wake of it? or the wake of the loss, or whatever it might be. And so those are the things that we're going to be spending more time talking about. Um, and then probably at the end, we're going to have just an open question time, uh, like a, a, a service where we just like, I, I don't know who yet. We'll just put people up here. You know, I'll just be like, you, come. No, I don't know. We'll figure it out. And then we'll just, whatever questions you guys might have, we'll just go at it and see, see what comes about. So that's what it's going to look like the next, next couple of weeks. Wow, struggling. Uh, thankfully, I don't have to do this all tonight. As you can tell, there's some chairs. Um, tonight, we're talking about pornography, sexual addiction, and I'm really thankful. Um, I'm going to invite up my buddy Mason, my friend Callie. Come on up. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, many of you know these two people. They are wonderful. If you don't know them, come meet them. Um, but uh, when it came to this subject, um, I've had multiple conversations with both of you. And I have heard many times in many ways uh, your passion and your desire for your own life and for the lives of your friends and peers to like seek and pursue righteousness, to find freedom, to find uh, the joy in life that God has in mind. I know this is a deep passion for both of you. Um, I know you've walked with many people here. There's probably people here who are like, yeah, I've talked with Mason about this. I've like, Callie's prayed for me in this. And like, I know you guys have a deep passion for all of you. And so that's why they're up here. And I just, I'm so thankful that you're up here. And I hope you guys recognize like, this is bold. <laughs> this is so bold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not only are you coming up, not only coming up in front of you, like, and that's really vulnerable, um, all of their peers and friends, but also, like, do you recognize the subject? <laughs> like, bold. So, um, Mason, Callie, I guess just, just start, I just want to give you guys a chance to kind of talk. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, let's just start with one question to kind of give to all of them, like, where you're coming from in terms of, like, why is this conversation about pornography and sexual addiction important? Like mm -hmm. just a quick synopsis for you. Like, why is this important? Yeah. I mean, first off, Brian, thank you so much for having us up here. This is super, this is a lot of fun being in front of you guys, getting to talk about such a touchy subject uh, with a bunch of people watching. <laughs> so this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited <laughs> and praise God for what's going to be said in this conversation, what's going to be talked about after. Um, man, like this, 
this topic, pornography, like it's important to me, like, because I hate it. Like I hate it so much. That's why it's important to me. That's why I'm up here and mm-hmm. I'm willing to talk to you guys um, about it. Because I mean, I've seen how it has affected people, uh, affected friends, um, families, like affected like marriages. And like, I've talked to guys who have like, I mean, after being in a marriage and then like they struggled with pornography before and, and during marriage, like, and then talking to them after the, their the divorce happened, it's like, man, like pornography wrecks people's lives. Um, it destroys families. Um, it brings us into slavery. It, the, 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 the consequences are drastic of mm-hmm. pornography. So that's why I'm up here. Um, and like, I mean, I'm excited to see what we're going to talk about. And I Me hope too. that it brings you guys some hope and like maybe a little freedom. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what God does. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to be the female representative. Can I hear it, ladies? <laughs> Um, So this subject is kept pretty quiet, often in churches in general, and then especially in regards to women. And I, like Brian said, have walked with many, many women about talking about this subject through this sin struggle. And so often it's covered in all this shame. And it's because women think this is unique to me. This is not an issue that women struggle with. And the truth is so many women struggle with it. So I'm excited to be the female voice and to just be able to share my thoughts. And hopefully, like Mason said, I'm really excited. Um, and hopeful of what you guys will get from it. So praise God. Praise God. Praise, also, praise first God. time on stage. Woo! Bear with us, please. This is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Of course, this subject too. Like, thanks, Brian. Have to be. You're welcome. One. You're welcome. Have I appreciate your boldness to say yes. Um, well, what we've done is um, kind of taken some of the questions, a lot of the questions that have kind of come in from all of you, and kind of. I can't think of the right word, amalgamated compiled. them, compiled, them. like moved them into be like, okay, there's like themes and stuff. Kind of been like, okay, here's like a group of questions that kind of cover a lot of what people are asking and what's going on here. And so we might not get to all of them, but we're probably going to touch a bunch of di- different stuff. Um, and let's just jump in, I guess. What is there a question that you guys want to start with? Maybe number two. Oh, one, talk about, one sec, one sec. Okay. Oh. We all have little notes in front of us. Mine was folded. <laughs> <laughs> Prepared. Um, what about what about this one? Yeah. Let's start with this. Why is porn detrimental? And we, we can go a lot of places on this, but let, I mean, let's just start there. Like, mm. I mean, there's spiritually, physically, relationally, emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like, it is detrimental in many yeah. ways. Um, yeah. What do you think? What do you think? What yeah. kind of response would you have to the person who? Asked that question. What, uh-huh. Maybe what was the discovery you found when you asked that question? I know yeah, I've uh, yeah. had my own. Yeah, I mean, first, before I think we dive into this question, I think it's like, I think it's key for us to recognize that porn, like, is it, it isn't just something that's like has all these effects. But first off, like, it, porn is a university, and it's a university for divorce. If not that, it's a university just like for a bad marriage, and it's gonna wreck you. Okay, and like, and Satan's the professor. Okay, that's how it is, um, and. At this university, quote unquote, um, porn, like it's, it's teaching or I guess training you for two things. Um, the first thing it's teaching you for is teaching you what to be attracted to. And then it's also teaching you for variety, right? So, I mean, it's teaching you what to be attracted to. It's teaching you that like physical attraction and like how you look on the outside is like the most important thing in a person. Like that's the most single most important thing you're going to find or see in a person. But I mean, if we look at Proverbs 31, like this, that last verse at the end, I mean, it clearly says that charm is deceitful, beauty is fleeting, but a woman for his glory is to be praised. So and we can see in the Bible that it's true. All throughout, there's so many different references in the Bible, like, against this. And then also we can see, like, in our culture that, like, beauty does fade. Yeah. Like, it all goes away. And, like, quick analogy for this, like, this is my hand right here. My hand's pretty useful, right? So I got my thumb right here. My thumb I can grab things with, right? So in a person, this would be like confidence and optimism. Okay, optimism is like thumbs up, stuff like that, right? Um, my my uh, pointer finger, my pointer finger right here, this like I can point in a direction, right? Okay, so I can point in a direction. And ideally what I'm looking for in a person is, is, are there, is their life heading in the direction of Jesus? Mm-hmm. And are they pointing other people towards Jesus, okay? Mm-hmm. This finger, I'm not going to hold it up because it means something really bad. But <laughs> <laughs> this is... Um, this is communication. Like, are they able to communicate their emotions, their feelings, um, like their worries, stuff like that with you? Um, ring finger, commitment. Obviously, we know what that means. And pinky finger, 
This guy right here, this is my last, the last finger. The true story, this finger's been jammed for like a month. I don't know why. It kind of hurts. <laughs> but the pinky finger is physical attraction, okay? The pinky finger is pretty useless. I can do a lot with my hand if I don't have it. And if I'm in a life or death situation and I got to lose one finger, it's going to be my pinky finger, yeah. okay? Um, so like in the same way, like physical attraction is not the most important thing in a person, right, mm -hmm. in general. And also, I mean, I've been talking a lot, but variety as well. Like if you continue looking at pornography and like going to that, like it's going to be hard for you to commit to one person in a relationship yeah. and in marriage. Um, you're going to have commitment issues like probably all throughout the rest of your life if you continuously so just keep engaging in that. So. That's what I'll say on that before yeah. we kind of dive into that. Totally. I think like something that was very illuminating for me um, was like one, I saw my own life and like the impacts. I, I noticed stuff like I noticed stuff. But then even I guess it just reaffirmed the experiences I had and the observations I had. But like if you go into the physiology of like what happens when there's an orgasm or when there's like uh, sexual enticement in that same way. Like, it's absurd the way God designed us. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how he designed us. And it's so intentional. And it's so, it is its own testimony to how God intended things to be. Like, the hormones that are released, when they're released, how it happens, like, what they do to your brain. There's literally, like, chemical ruts being yeah. driven into your mind and behavior to where you will desire something. And... There's like not just the like the end, but it's even the ways you get there that become ruts in your mind. Mm. So th there's like so many couples that like so many. There are couples that I talk to where like they'll talk about like how they need to watch porn so that they can enjoy one another sexually. Do you know why that's a thing? It's only because of the ruts they've treaded into their brain. They can't actually, like, they've put a rut so deep in their mind that they, this is, it, it is foreplay. And it's the only foreplay their body responds to. Mm -hmm. Like, do you recognize the threat of that? Like, that, that's a significant threat. And, and the longer you run that road, the deeper the rut gets. Mm -hmm. The harder it is to get out of it. But the beautiful thing is that you can. Mm -hmm. But physiologically, even, there's just, like, massive things that are happening yeah. to your body and to your mind and it's it's incredible like significant yeah and that has an effect i think some people i know the question that jumped into my mind was okay but they still can like it's not is it that big of a deal and the truth is i mean i know it's often associated with women but comparison if i i've walked with many friends who are in couples who one or the other struggles with a sin and the truth is, like, comparison will absolutely eat away at you. It's why am I not good enough? Why is this, why can't I do that? Why is this person better than me? Why am I, really, why am I not enough? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I want to speak to the room is you are not just hurting yourself. Like, you yes. absolutely are hurting yourself, but you're hurting the people around you. It changes the way you view people, whether you want to admit it or not. Men and women, it changes the way you view people. It changes your relationships. I walked through um, a season with a friend when she was dating someone who really struggled with sexual sin, and she was able to look back on times that he sinned when he repented to her about it, and she's like, I wasn't able to sleep that night. I was riddled with anxiety. Like, it has an effect whether you see it or not, mm -hmm. and you need to acknowledge that and recognize that because it is not only for your good, but it's for the good of the people around you, and if you are trying to be a follower of Christ and make disciples, like it is going to completely hinder yeah. your impact on the world and your impact yes. for the Lord. So I think that's such a good thing too. Like so often, like we can be like, man, like stay away from this, run from this. It's evil. But like the whole point isn't just to run from evil. It's like to let go of evil so you can grab a hold of the good. Yeah. yeah. It's to let go of the curse so you can hold on to the blessing and the yeah. life. Yeah. And God wants so much more for us than this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's such a cheap substitute for the glory that, it, that God intends. Yeah. And that's not just marriage. Yeah. Like, it's not just the end of marriage. It's like your life. Mm -hmm. It's how you view everybody. It's how you treat your body. Like, we can jump into 1 Corinthians and look mm -hmm. at, like, our body as a temple. Like, all of it. Yeah. Like, there is blessing being hindered when we walk in the corruptness of this. And it's not... The thing isn't like 
to shame and to scold. It's to set free. Mm -hmm. Like that's the desire that I think both, I know all three of us have, and I think that's the desire the Lord has is Mm -hmm. to set you free. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think of that, I can't remember when it was, but when Brian Howard was on stage and he gave that, that displacement analogy with the cup in the water, I don't know if you guys remember that, but like he gave an analogy, I forget what it was with or what the sermon was about, but something with like sin and like if you like smash your fist in like a cup of water, the water's gonna all splash out. Mm-hmm. Um, but in how this relates to like, like, our, um, like ourselves and all that, like, I mean, in order like for you to see healing in this stuff, not only do you have to displace that sin, that the pornography that's in your life, but you have to replace it with yes. something else. And you got to replace it with Jesus, right? Because that's the only thing that's yeah. really going to bring you that real satisfaction and fulfillment. Because um, yeah. nothing else in this world will. And like, I mean, um, I mean, the Bible is clear on it, like in Ecclesiastes especially, that like there's nothing new under the sun. Like man's tried everything over and over and over again, mm-hmm. but nothing is fulfilling under the sun except what's above the sun, which is Jesus, right? Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, that's what I thought of as, long as we're talking about this. Um, and also, I kind of want to mention also, I mean, we're talking about like the effects of porn on us, but like, have you ever thought of like the effects it has of people that are like in that industry, you know? Like not just like how it affects us and our friends and relationships and stuff, but how does it affect the people in that industry? Like what is it doing to them as well? Yeah. I mean, because most likely when you, whenever you, you open up your phone, you're not, you're not thinking about it much, but the person that you're watching or looking at on, your, on whatever it is, like, they're probably depressed. They're probably lonely. They probably don't want to be there. They're medicated. They're suicidal. They may already even be dead, but you're looking at them, but like they put on the makeup, they smile in front of the camera just for you to get like momentary gratification at their, all at their expense, right? Like you're literally watching the things that led them to believe they didn't want to live anymore, right? That, that's like some of the effects that if you really think about it, like the drastic effects that happen to people that are even in that industry. And it's, it's sad. Like, it's really sad. Yeah. Yeah. There's tons of resources online to my favorites, if I may, are Fight the New Drug and Exodus Cry. Exodus Cry is a Christian one and Fight the New Drug isn't, but there's just tons of statistics and stories out there. If that's something where you feel the tug on your heart when we're talking about these things and you want to beat the sexual sin, mm-hmm. follow those accounts on Instagram or Facebook. They have YouTube channels, they have it all. And listen to some of those stories because it's, it's hard to watch. All of them have trigger warnings on them because the subject matter and the things that they've gone through are really hard. So they're real people. They're not, yeah. they're not just like, oh, they're actors and they love their job. Most of them don't. Yeah. And God called us to be light. Yeah. To bring light, to champion light, to celebrate light. Mm-hmm. Like the, all that is noble, praiseworthy, excellent. Think upon such things. Yeah. And like there's not much about that. There's nothing about it that's praiseworthy. Mm. If we think there is, it's really a, a self-deception in a way. Mm. Yeah. Um, that kind of makes me think about one of these other questions um, that one? fits to, let's see, <laughs> number four. Um, like... Even that reality, like, okay, thinking of the other person on the other side, that is so easy to ignore mm-hmm. and justify. Like in, in like a salient moment, like perhaps like you're having right now, you might be like, wow, I don't want that. But in the moment, that is so easy to push aside. Not just easy, it's like natural because we've made a habit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the justifications we make. One one question uh, or the essence of a question that we heard in many different forms was this. I want to make war on lust and porn in my life, but feel like I make progress, then slide right back in, and it's so discouraging. I feel so weak and helpless. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Yeah. This is like on the nose, I it's think, a, for yeah, many people in this room. Yeah. It's a real question, and it's hard. I mean, when you're in those moments and, like, you, f- you just keep going back to it and you can't figure out why, I mean, um, it's real. It's a real question. Um, so, I mean, the one thing that comes to my mind, the question that I would ask is, like, how are you fighting? Like, what are you doing to fight this? And secondly, like, do you hate this enough to, like, really fight it, you know? Because, like, you dug yourself – be honest with yourself – 
like I know I got to be honest with myself too. Like there's once a part of my life when I was like, this, or pornography plagued my life. Like I dug myself a hole and eventually like I had to dig myself out, right? I mean, I couldn't do that without the help of Jesus and praise God that I have had freedom now, that I found freedom from all this now. But like, how are you fighting? And like, are you willing to really fight? Like to really put yeah. in the work? Like you have to recognize that you're in a battle like, don't forget that you're not that you're in a war, okay? It's, um, it's good even just to think, like, how you said help of Jesus. I think so often we're in the place of, like, Jesus, do the work. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, we're not free. It, it's yeah. not just, like, well, I prayed the prayer. Mm-hmm. It's, like, he's, like, I'm going to help you, but I'm going to help you. Yeah. Let's do this together. It's not just, like, a, mm-hmm. oh, I'll just do it for you, and there's no, there's no effort on your part. He's, like, no, we're going to do this together. I, don't know. I just want to point that out. Yeah. The war. You yeah. Were talking about the war. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you say like Jesus, like, I mean, I mean, the way, um, I mean, Jesus, he already, he already did everything for us. I mean, he died on the cross and he rose again from the grave for us. Like, it, that's already like everything, right? So, like, I don't know, just the way, like, I, I'm just processing and thinking right now, but it's like, can't we just, like, just try to put in a little bit of effort on our own as well, right? Mm-hmm on like behalf of like all that Christ has did for us on behalf of his great love for us. Can't we like, like um, just show love for him and stop being enjoyed by the things that he died for, you know? Hmm. So, yeah, I think I want to add, it's not hopeless. It might feel hopeless. And like Brian was talking about earlier, those ruts in your brain, you're forming, you're training yourself every time you do an action or a habit, which it can take a while to form a habit. I think it's like 21 days, but once you form that habit, it's hard to break. And that's what you're doing is you're training your brain, but it's not impossible. I am yeah. currently in therapy for anxiety and my therapist talks about that all the time. It's like you have to rewire your brain and you have to tell yourself over and over, even when you don't believe it, like I'm doing this to rewire my brain because I want to be free. So I think that's something that's really powerful. Um, but when I was in college, I heard this sermon and my pastor was talking about um, this guy who struggled with the same sin we're all talking about, which by the way, it's not just pornography, it's also masturbation. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's also a factor here. Um, if you're in the room and you think this doesn't apply to me, it does. Anyway, um, he talked about kind of like, he called it your corner. Like what's the thing, like when you're backed into a corner and what are the things that put you in that corner? So for the guy he was talking about, it was he'd get home from work, he was tired, he would throw on a game and grab a Diet Coke and he would always stumble. Mm-hmm. And my pastor was like, don't do that. Like, get out of that pattern. And so I think that's a really good, helpful, and really practical tip is take note of that. Like, is it you're really tired from the day? Is it you've spent all day with friends and you're an introvert and you're drained? And so when you're tired, it's a lot harder to fight sin. Is it, you know, I don't know. There's, we all have different things and I don't want to like name anything super specific, but I think we all can like take a look at those moments, whatever sin it is really. Like, if it's Instagram, delete Instagram. If it's your phone, turn off the internet. Yes. Turn off your phone, put it in another room at night. Like it's, I wrote down the, the verse, Romans 12, 2, don't conform to the pattern of the world. Like we're going to do things as Christians to follow Jesus that are going to look ridiculous to the world. Yes. If I can out Brian, he got a light phone instead of an iPhone, which can make it like difficult. And even I was like, Brian, like, how are we going to do group texts? How are we going to do all these different things? <laughs> it is more complicated. It is more complicated, but it's worth it. Like, it's worth it to fight sin. And another another story I heard, um, it was an interpretation of a chapter in the Bible that's in Galatians somewhere that I can't remember off the top of my head. But um, it talks about the judgment day for believers. So if you're a Christian, like, you are getting into heaven. If you have given your life to Jesus, like, you should not be questioning whether or not you're getting into heaven. No matter how much you sin, no matter how much you run from God, like, there is a place for you. The Holy Spirit is in you as your deposit to heaven. But like you can grieve the heart of the Lord. And when you sit and think about how amazing Jesus is that he really did, like in your worst moments, he's choosing you. When you feel the worst about yourself, he looks at you with glory and wonder and beauty and says, I love you. And if you can look at that man and then you can turn to sin right after it, like it's really hard to do that. So that's something partially is like, if you're feeling sin, temptation, pray. Um, But I think the thing that hit me was when we get to heaven and we're sitting at the throne of Jesus and we, in Revelation, it talks about casting crowns at his feet. If you're sitting there and you have nothing to give for him, if the sum of your life 
is able to just burn away and you have no jewels, you have no yeses for Jesus, you have no like defeating sin, no, you know, whatever it is, like being bold and sharing the gospel, if you have nothing to give for him, you're still gonna be in heaven, you're still gonna be in his presence, but you're not gonna be able to like lavish your love on him. And that for me is like what wrecks me when I think like about how sin. How much regret? How much regret? Wasted opportunity, wasted grace. Yeah, wasted we will be there for love. eternity. And if there's mm. nothing you can give, there's nothing you can show for your life, like that makes me sad. Yeah. yeah. I think I think it makes the Lord sad not because he's like I want more, but because he's like, man, I want you to have no regrets. Yeah. yeah. I want yeah. you to I want I he wants our best. Yeah. I something else it, so like uh, you know, I have a tiny phone. And um, <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> like one thing about like reasons like why this is not good. I think one, just acknowledging like what sin is and what it does. Like yeah. there was a time I just spent time going through with the glossary in the back and just being like every passage that related to sin, I read it and I read the context around it and I just read it. And this was like all in one night over like hours. Mm-hmm. And I was like going pages, pages, reading like what is sin? What is sin? And man, the weight of sin just like bore down on my heart and my mind is like, oh my gosh, sin is terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't want any part of this. I don't want any part of this. And then I went to like lust, like, and every other word in the glossary that related and like looked through that and just saw over and over that sin, that sin, that sin, that sin. And the weight of that combination just like was like, oh my gosh, I don't want this. How you said, I hate it. Mm-hmm. You hate it because it's like, come to see it for what it is and what it does. And it'd be like, oh, I don't want any of it. And I don't want anyone else to have to bear that. And then I went through, once I felt the weight, the burden, the disgust, the humility to go then and go through everything that had to do with salvation or forgiveness and just go verse by verse, section by section, and just being like being overwhelmed by the love of God. And like, oh my gosh, he is so good. Yeah. And like you said, the like to pursue him, yeah. to like have that treasure, like that is more motivating than like the I don't want to do, I don't want to do. It's more yeah. motivating when it's like, but I want him. Yeah. Like, ah, and what is hindering me from getting to him? What is hindering me from knowing more of him, from living like him, for getting to have more of his things manifest on this world through me. Like the people need him. Like mm-hmm. it, it just changed things for me. Yeah. yeah. One other thing. Yeah. Matthew 5. I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> Matthew 5. Like Jesus talks about, I'll summarize, keep it short. Basically, Jesus says anybody who looks at a woman or a man lustfully has already committed adultery with them in their heart. Now we could spend some time talking about like, but I'm not married. Like, doesn't matter. It's like uh, adultery is a thing that is committed beyond the marriage bed. Mm. And so you don't have to be marriage, in marriage to commit adultery, if that makes sense. Um, and then he from there goes on. And this is like, we don't take this seriously enough. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. Throw it away. It's better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. Mm. If your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. I think that's the sort of thing that for so long I would read over and just be like, man, yeah, I'm supposed to take my sin seriously. (laughs) But like my phone is so inconvenient. You know what's more inconvenient? Sin. It's true. Like way more inconvenient. And and to like actually acknowledge that and then live according to it. If there is something that's getting in that, like she was saying about like that guy who would go to the game, Mm he's like gaming, whatever. And he's like, and there it is. And you're like, okay, well, this thing is innocent, but I keep falling into this thing. It's like, but that's innocent. So I don't need to move on from that. Mm -hmm. It's. Even if it's if it's innocent, if your right hand is caught, there's nothing wrong with having a right hand. <laughs> like, it's better. <laughs> 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 
When I was little, I used to have to like look, I'd have to imagine a baseball diamond and be like, left field, right field. I don't want to play in right field. I want to play in left field. And then I could know which one my right and left was. <laughs> super weird. So Why they picked us for this topic. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I just to take seriously and to acknowledge, it, it, it's significant for me when I acknowledge my justifications. Yeah. I am justifying way more than I recognize. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, do I actually want to be rid of this? Yeah. If I do, then I will do whatever it takes. Yeah. And honestly, it's great having a dumb phone. It's great. Like, there's so many things that, like, I'm free of. There's inconveniences because of it, but I'm freed of other inconveniences. Mm -hmm. And not just sin. And, like, maybe some of you need to make more drastic decisions in your life. Because it's the thing you have to do. Even yeah. if it's like, the best thing you can do is be humbled. Some of the things it's like, man, people see my phone at the grocery store or whatever. Or wherever you have to like show a QR code or something. And they're like, <laughs> what is that? But you know what? I'd rather take that embarrassment. Because what is to my shame is to God's glory. Yeah. And like most often the things that we don't want to do, it's like, I, well, you know, everybody's watching this movie and so, like, all my friends are watching this movie. I don't want to be, like, I don't want to be the weird one. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're too proud. Totally. Like, you're not acknowledging how weak you are. Like, some of the best freedom is to acknowledge how weak you are. Because Paul, Paul talks about, like, it's mm -hmm. in my, Christ said, like, in your weakness. Your we'll, power is made perfect in his, Yes, thank you. His power is made his perfect, power is in, made perfect in weakness. Yeah. His power cannot made, be made perfect if you're saying, I got no weakness. Yeah, yeah. Can you show off your phone? Is it on you right now? <laughs> Can you, so. like, so we know what you're talking about? It's very tiny. It's very tiny. Woo! You're going to get me one of those. <laughs> but you don't have to. There's other things yeah. you can do. Yeah. yeah. But are you willing to do it? Yeah. That's, that's honestly, right. yeah. that's the step. It's yeah. not the, like, what can I do? Like, and we can talk some, we'll talk some more about that. But the biggest hindrance is, are you willing? Mm -hmm. Are you willing? Go for it. Yeah, yeah. It's worth it. Yeah, I think before we move on, I mean, we're talking about yeah. phones and stuff right now. I just want to say about that, like, beyond just, like, texting and, like, calling people and checking emails and maybe listening to music, like, your phone is just a glorified paperweight beyond that. That's kind of tool, all it is, yeah. right? And um, in, in the context of, like, pornography, addiction, whatever, like um, struggling, the word, to say that you're struggling, that means fighting, okay? And you're not struggling if what, what you use to look at porn is your phone and your phone's in your pocket, okay? Like, I don't, I don't think that's struggling if, like, I mean, if you guys could agree with me on that or not, I don't know, if, say I'm wrong, whatever, but that's what I have yeah. to say about that. Yeah. How willing are you? Like, yeah. how much do you actually care? And recognizing that within yourself, too. Because that's pride, is what it really is. Is either my sin's not that bad or I can handle it. And pride is honestly, like, the scariest part of it all. Because if you can justify it in your own head, if you can say this is fine about something that you know is wrong, like, you could say it about anything that you know is wrong. Mm -hmm. So recognize the pride within yourself and approach yeah. the Lord with humility because that's really, like, that's what you did when you became a Christian. You said, I'm sinful. Mm -hmm. You said, I'm broken. But you choose me anyway, Jesus, and so I'm choosing you. And yeah. that's the walk with Christ is doing that over and over and over and over and over. Yeah, to continue yeah. to do that. Yeah, it's all about humility. I mean, you can, get, you can get maybe like a month sober or whatever just on your own strength. But like if you take it with humility, like I guarantee you can get so much farther. Totally. Right? Yeah. So. Like for the three of us coming up here, like the thing about being up here is the most detrimental thing. We spent time praying. Like the most detrimental <laughs> thing we can do for ourselves is come up here and be like, yeah, we got this taken care of. Yeah. So learn from us. Yeah. No. What we're truly doing is saying we're struggling too. Yeah. We're fighting too. And so fight alongside us. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think just one thing that I had to recognize and my own walk with this stuff and continuously still recognize and put into perspective is that like the only way I'm going to continue to stay free from this stuff is if I just live with the recognition that I'm capable of falling into the sin like any day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like at any time I'm fully capable of falling into this mm -hmm. unless like, unless I'm like 
um, like fully committed to Jesus, right? I have to continuously just keep coming to the cross and mm-hmm. um, keep confessing those lustful thoughts if that's what it is. Um, continuously pray and then like, um, mm-hmm. you know, just coming to Jesus about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. We got some other stuff. Which one? Um, <laughs> how do you cope with the shame? A verse that was told to me again in college um, was Psalm 34, 5. And it says, those who look to him, him being the Lord, are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. And I kind of came up with a little analogy. And I was like, it might, it's not a very good analogy, but you I'm going to say it anyway. Um, so imagine like your sin struggle or something you're struggling with is an animal. And you're in the dark. And someone's whispering to you, like, there's a lion in front of you. And that lion hasn't been fed in four months, so the lion's so hungry. I don't know if they can live four months without food, but, like, you get it. And he's so hungry, and, like, you have to be so careful, and you have to be quiet. Like, you're going to believe that person telling you that, because you have, you know no better. And you get into the light, you get brought into the light, and you look in front of you, and you see it's just a German shepherd, and it's, like, sleeping on the ground. And someone says to you, it's a lion, there's, it hasn't been fed in four months. It's going to kill you. You're like, no, I can see it for what it is. And there's someone else standing next to you that goes, that's literally a dog. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I think it's the same thing with sin and with shame. When you keep it in the dark, like the enemy will have a field day. The enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. He will speak so much shame, so much so many lies, so much untruth over you about the situation. And I truly think the best way to combat shame is to bring it into the light. Like, talk to a friend, talk to your small group leader, find one of us after the service. Like it is, there's so much freedom on the other side. There's so much freedom in the light with Jesus. Like their faces are never covered with shame. They are radiant. Like you have the opportunity to look to the Lord and be met with love and with beauty and with light. You have that. We all have that opportunity, whatever your sin is, if it's not what we're talking about tonight, but your heart is stirred, like you have the opportunity to look to the Lord, to repent and turn to him. And be met with open arms and love and grace and mercy and beauty and joy and step into a life full of all of those same things. But you just have to take that step. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to say, too, like, talking about shame and all this, like, first off, like, that shame is real. Like, I get it. Like, when we're not trying to, like, make you feel bad for feeling shame over any of this stuff. Um I mean, yeah, like First Corinthians 10, 13, like there's no sin that's not common to man, right? Like mm-hmm. we've all been there. We've all felt it. It's real. Um, and when it comes to pornography, like it's like, it's like pornography is kind of like a, like a one shot double kill thing for Satan almost. If you think about it, it's so like the first kill. Tell me more. <laughs> what? Tell me more. I don't know what that means. Tell him what? Tell me more. Oh, please, tell you more. Please. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the first kill is like, when, I mean, after temptation, the temptation conceives to sin. And like you look at pornography, like that's the first sin, right? That's the first kill is when, say, when you look at the pornography. So that's the first kill for Satan. The second kill is right after you look at porn, you get like drowned in just shame and just feeling bad about yourself, beating yourself up. And then you isolate, you may have anxiety as a result. And that's the second sin, right? Because like those things are sins because they're not what Jesus has, how Jesus has called us to live. Like, I mean, he has freed us from that stuff on the cross. That's what he died for. Um, it's like, we're not going to have it in heaven, right? So we're not going to be shameful in heaven. So, I mean, it's got to be a sin, right? So it's like, um, um, it's like that shame is real. Um, and if we think about Jesus, um, I mean, Jesus didn't just like, I mean, we talk about like, how do you, how do you cope with sexual shame? And how do you keep fighting? I mean, Jesus, like, he didn't just, he didn't just die on the cross and then just stay in the grave, right? And, like, that was it, right? He got back up. He rose again from the grave, and he got up to say, no, death, I defeated you, and I'm here to bring all of you guys who believe in me um, and confess my name. Like, you guys are coming with me. So remember and just recognize that you are surrounded by believers, like, countless believers and people around you, like, who want to have the same desires as you to hate sin and to follow Jesus, right? So partner with them and like um, find accountability partners and people you can just tell, like just be honest with this stuff about. I mean, the best way I've heard this put is like, like sin leads to death. So therefore like you need CPR, 
Okay, CPR, so what does that stand for? The C, that's gonna be confession. Okay, so confess, find accountability partners, find people you can be honest with, a small group, whoever it is, right? Um, the P is gonna be pray. So you need to pray about it. You need to say, Jesus, like, God, like, I struggle with this. And like, this is hard for me. You may have to be explicit in your prayer. Like, the, I had to, right? You gotta be specific with it. Um, and then R is you have to remove access. We already talked to Tana about removing access and what that looks like. But then all of that, you gotta wrap all of that around um, finding a superior satisfaction in Jesus because if you don't find that, the CBR is not gonna work. Yeah, like the room that the, Jesus tells a story about a man um, who was freed from, from being possessed by demons. The house is cleaned, but he doesn't fill his house with anything else. Like his body, the temple of his body, his soul yeah. is, not, is not filled with anything else. And so they come back with a vengeance. We can't just be an empty vessel. You have to fill it with something else. So it's occupied. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with that, just I think we have a, a little bit more time. And um, maybe we can just give a few like tips or thoughts. I can start. I got a couple in my mind. Go. Maybe it spurs things for you. One, I'll say uh, temptation is not sin. Yeah. yeah. Jesus was tempted, yet sinless. Temptation is not sin. So don't beat yourself up over being tempted. Yeah. Like, may that actually be motivation. May it, be, may it make you rise up, you know? Like, actually, you know, put the shoulders back. Be like, nope, this ain't happening. You know, that's your opportunity. You haven't been defeated when you're tempted. It's your opportunity. Um, one other thing is, uh, like, we were talking about having people bringing things to light, like, Something, think of the armor of God. If you know what the armor of God is, um, there's, you got your feet fitted with the boots of the gospel. You got the shield of faith. You got the belt of truth. You got the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation. And if you're like really confused because you're like, what are you talking about, Brian? Talk to me after we talk about it more. Or maybe ask your friend or Ephesians. You know, check out the Bible. Yeah, Ephesians <laughs> 6. It's great. Um, it's an analogy. I think that's the right use of that word. Yeah. Um, but one thing about armor, it's heavy. It's awkward. It's hard to put on. We need each other. We need to help one another put that armor on. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. It's not just something to do on your own. This whole life is not something just for us to do on our own. Like us gathering here on Thursdays is the point is not for you to come here and see a show on stage. It's not to come hear me speak or to hear this or to hear the band play. It's actually to come into the house of the Lord with his people and pursue him and to find him amongst one another. We need each other. Don't go it alone. You're too weak to. You're too weak to. And it's okay to admit that you'll actually find freedom when we do when you do. Like, I need help. And then when you find someone else who's like, me too, you're like, well, let's do this. Yeah. Like, and that's actually where suddenly you'll be, that's when you start marching on the heights, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are just two things, Dad. Are we going around the circle or should I just go? <laughs> go for it. Okay, whatever, I'll go. Um, so the things that, I mean, tips. So the things that have been helpful for me, um, so, I mean, even, first off, just the, even the action of taking out your phone, typing in something, going to whatever site, that, that's a physical action, right? And in this action, like there's adrenaline, there's dopamine being released. So what I like to do is I like to replace that physical action with another physical action, right? So for me, something that always helps me is like yeah. just doing push-ups or just going on a run, hitting the gym, whatever just it is. go outside. Yeah, just bust out 75 push-ups. And I'm not even kidding. 75? Good okay, for you. <laughs> just, oh, my. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. 12. <laughs> Sounds good. But just do something, like, just doing anything, like, physical, like, it helps because, like, you're burning off, like, I mean, scientifically, like, whatever those chemicals are in your brain, and then you're less least likely to desire whatever it was in the first place you're desiring. Um, some, another thing you could do is... Um, something I like to call an escape plan. Um, you guys can develop what's called an escape plan. Essentially, it's like just five steps that you can follow. Like if you're feeling temptation, like, you know, you have, 
I don't know, you could just come up with something, whatever, like would help you. So like for me, the first one is, first step is I'm going to do a bunch of push-ups. If that doesn't work, then I'm going to, I don't know, like call a friend. If that doesn't work, I'm still tempted. Uh, maybe I'll go outside and read Psalm 16. Um, if that doesn't work, then I'm going to go climb a tree. And then f- yeah. step five, I don't I like know, <laughs> come up with something else, right? But you can come up with a, like, a, like a five-step process, like while you're tempted, um, just easy steps you can follow, like, and write this stuff down, like, while you're sober, while you're not tempted, so you know, yeah. like, it's going to work, right? Yeah. Um, and then also find accountability partners that can, like, easily hold you accountable to this addiction. Also, make sure that you're following this escape plan in the, in the moment, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think the one thing we haven't talked about is the small groups, if you would yeah. like to share. Okay, I mean, yeah, we can. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well... Go for it. <laughs> you started to talk. Oh, I was just going to say, you have something to share. Oh, okay. Well, be <laughs> <Is that already? laughs> Ways to help. So? We don't want to abandon you just to yeah. like, here's advice. Yeah. But like as a community, we want to be intentional to like remove obstacles from you finding and the help and the community that you need to walk through this. Yeah. Uh, it's not just come see us, like come see us after service, go yeah. behind the booth, ask somebody around you for prayer, like start those conversations. But also like as a community, we want to be intentional so that we're the tonight, tonight's the scattering of seed. And what happens after service, what happens a week from now, a month from now is where things actually are going to take root. Mm-hmm. And, and we're actually going to see growth and we're going to see fruit for all of us. And, so we want to facilitate and remove obstacles from finding that community, those people to walk, not just tonight with, but like five months from now with. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll go. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So in like the next month, whatever, there's going to be small groups are going to be launched, right? At Calvary Wyatt, we're going to be relaunching small groups. And yeah. as a part of that launch, um, man, I'm like super excited to announce this and to be a part of like leading this. But um, myself, um, Jalen Joffe, Jordan Singer, wherever you guys are at, shout out. Um, there I see Jalen. Where's Jordan at? He's out. He's back there. Great guys, godly guys. Love him. Talk to him. Get to know him. But we're going to be launching something alongside small groups called the Action Project. Um, and what this is, this is going to be for guys only. Sorry, ladies. Callie can help you that later. But anyways... Um, what we're going to be doing in this small group, um, small group stuff, but um, what am I trying to say? gum. Essentially, the action project is we're going to be seeking godly, actively seeking godly manhood um, through accountability, community, and transparency, okay? And we're going to be diving into um, what it looks like to, to really to follow the scriptures and to like really like want to like apply them to your life. Mm-hmm. So, but not only is it going to be about discipleship, and training um, young adult men like how to follow Jesus and how to live like Jesus, but also like stuff with addiction and like pornography. Like how do we break these struggles? Like how do we like recognize who we are in Christ and then um, move forward and find freedom from these addictions, right? So these groups, the Action Project, it is going to be like, it's going to require commitment on your part. Mm-hmm. Um, but trust me, if you commit, um, like I guarantee like five, six months down the road, like you're going to be so happy you did. I mean, I know like for myself, like being in a small group with these guys, um, over, since like January and shout out Donovan Madrano, who I think is watching right now, but he was with us too. He's alive. He's, he's alive. Watching the live stream. He's, he's, he's watching the live stream. He's not here. But anyways, <laughs> just being in a group with these guys has been super transformative for me. And this is something that's been on our heart mm-hmm. for a while now and something that we've wanted to bring to you guys. Um, like officially. So that's something that we're going to be doing. Keep an ear out for that. If you guys are interested in that, I think you guys would love it. Um, Yeah. yeah. Feel free to come talk to Mason about that after. We'll be launching small groups uh, signups in the next couple weeks. So keep an ear out for that. What about for you, Cal? Something similar. Um, I I don't know exactly what it's going to look like yet, but I want to be able to be a resource. Again, like I said, I walked through this with many women and not always successfully, to be fully honest. Um, really, a big part of it is people's willingness. Like, I I can text you every hour of every day and check in on you, but if you're not going to uh, make the effort to to try and, like, throw off this in, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. One of the beautiful things is being able to find like-minded people. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, you can find, like, 
like-minded people and like whatever. We both play pickleball. Like that <laughs> was what popped into my head too. That's oh, good. that's great. It's like a good one. Um, it's a good one. I've never played pickleball. We can play. Well, why did fun. you say that then? Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> that is a good question. <laughs> I rebuke you. <laughs> I don't know. He said it in faith. Yes. He's going to play. Okay. All right. Thank I'll you. I'll meet Callie. you at the court. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um. I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, like-minded. But like what matters, it's just that we've talked about this, especially over the course of the series. What it, who are the people you're looking for in terms of like a partner in life? Um, it's usually not the, the most important things aren't the things that you often think they are or that we tend to think they are. Um, it's really about trajectory. It's yeah. really about like where are you going? And to actually have a trajectory of commitment and of like mm -hmm. I am – this, I'm taking this seriously. Like these three guys, like I know the three of them, like they're real different. <laughs> like, but these three guys were committed. They had the common trajectory and common like focus of like, we want to follow Jesus. We want as much of him as we can have. And anything that's in our way, we're going to shed it. Yeah. We're going to yeah. fight it. We're going to get rid of it. And that's really like the hope for both of these, I think, mm -hmm. and something that I know is very dear to your heart is that, is yeah. like people pursuing the Lord with their whole heart and life mm -hmm. and wanting to foster that and spaces for people to come together to do that together. Yeah. yeah. We were built for community. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't do life alone. If Jesus of all people didn't do life alone, if he had people around him that yeah. he could talk through things with, mm -hmm. Who could fall asleep when he needed them most? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we need that too. Sometimes. That's why this is so great. We can meet so many amazing people. We can get plugged in. We can get connected. But it really is doing life with people. It's changed my life for sure. It's changed my life in so many ways that I can tell you guys about if you find me after. Um, but it's yeah. worth it. It really is. Well, let's thank you both. Can we give them a round of applause? Yeah. Really, truly, like... Thank you so much. And hey, the Lord is with us. I think this went well. Amen. Yeah, Thank you for good. having us up here. Right Definitely. Um, yeah. Well, um, let's do this. Um, Callie, do you mind praying? And Mason and I will kind of clear this out. Band, if you guys want to make your way up. I don't know if you have anything else you want to share. <laughs> I do. That's so crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I just wanted to take a second. We talked a ton tonight about practicals, and we talked a lot about um, the heart behind it. And I think I just wanted to make a space for people. I just wanted to encourage you, remind you of stuff Brian said, but it's worth it. It's worth it to follow Jesus. It's worth it to throw off the sin. And your time is right now. Like this is the best time of any of you. Feel like your heart has been tugged on tonight. Like do not waste it. I have had my heart tugged on many times during sermons and I've walked out the door and forgotten all about it. And how fruitless, how pointless, right? So I encourage you guys right now, find someone next to you. Go back to the prayer lounge just behind the tech booth. You can find someone there to talk to. Brian Mason and I will be out in the back. Or even, like, honestly, something I do often, which maybe you guys think is weird, but I get in the aisle and I go on my knees. Like, just get before Jesus, get in community, and confess and repent and choose to do it differently. So with that, I'll pray for us. Um, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for... Um, giving us a space to speak tonight. And Lord, thank you for bringing each and every specific person here. Um, I ask that you do a good work in each of our hearts tonight, that we leave this room more in love with you, more dedicated to you, more surrendered to you than we've ever been in our entire lives. Um, we love you, Lord. It's in your mighty name we pray. Amen.